0: Welcome to the Striving for Revival Radio Broadcast. This is Pastor Justin Cooper coming today from the KNVBC studio at the North Valley Baptist Church in Santa Clara, California. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I'm looking forward today as we study some more in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. This chapter, of course, is the great gospel chapter, as Paul defines the gospel, it's the fact that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. The gospel is not communion. The gospel is not the gospel is not a confessional booth, the gospel is not confirmation, the gospel is not baptism, the gospel is not a mission work, the gospel is not good works, the gospel is only nothing more, nothing less than the death and the burial and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus died for our sin. He was buried, but he rose again. Thank God for our justification. So it's the great gospel chapter, but it's also the great resurrection chapter. In fact, 58 verses, the majority of them deal with the topic of resurrection. There was a crowd, apparently, in the church of Corinth, or at least influencing the church at Corinth, that did not believe in the resurrection of the dead, or at least they doubted Christ's resurrection from the dead. Now, if Christ is not risen, then we are still in our sin. The way that we understand our justification is the fact that Jesus rose again. He didn't stay dead. Jesus came out alive. And because he rose from the dead, we understand God accepted the sacrifice of his son on the cross. He rose for our justification. So Jesus rose. That's a fundamental of the faith. You cannot do away with that. You cannot allow that to be destroyed. We must have it. It must stay intact. Jesus rose from the dead. Now, last broadcast, we began to talk about the fact that Paul is saying, if Jesus is not risen, why in the world am I doing what I do? In fact, he said, why stand we in jeopardy every hour? You talk about a man who had his fair share of peril. Paul was that man. Paul knew what it was to be, uh, you know, the list, but persecuted and, and hated and lied about, beaten, stoned, robbed, destitute, forsaken, disowned by his family, doubted by his own brethren. Paul knew what it was to be in jeopardy in bonds and imprisonments and fastings off and all these different things Paul talks about. Paul says, why would I do that? Why in the world would I be wrapped up in uh, all the warfare that I'm wrapped up in if Jesus is dead? Because if Jesus is dead, it means Jesus is but a man. And if Jesus be but a man, then he cannot be my Savior. And if he's not my Savior, then why am I preaching to people that Jesus saves? what a waste. You see, folks, it matters. It surely does matter. Thank God for Christmas when he came, but let's not forget to worship and rejoice over Easter and resurrection. Thank God he died on the cross, but he rose again the third day for our justification. Amen. Thank God for that. All right, so we talked about that last broadcast. Now, you might be just tuning in and you say, well, I missed those. I'd like to catch them. Well, you can. All you need to do is go wherever you get your podcasts, type in striving, For revival, and then you can be a subscriber that's free, and that gives you instant access to every Bible study that we have done, and not just in this book. But all the different books of the Bible that we've verse by verse gone through together, I uh, hear it from people as I travel. We study with you via the podcast. Thank you for doing the podcast. We enjoy the podcast, and and somebody said, said you're just going through it, and it, and it's it's simple and it's easy to understand. But you're 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 helping me get some things that I just didn't see before, and that is my goal. And I tell you that stirred my heart. Honestly, I was talking to a preacher about this the other day. Some of these verse-by-verse studies um, I do on the radio specifically and in Sunday School and others, I don't know if I do, I might do that more for the preacher, more, more for me than I do the people because there's something about going through your Bible and getting the content, getting the context, and understanding the meaning of the chapter, the truth presented. It just increases your faith in God as you increase your understanding in His Word. Now, today we're going to see a rebuttal. To, some, uh, to Paul by some who would say, now listen, if folks are raised from the dead, what kind of body are they raised up in? Even back then, they understood that a body placed in a tomb, a body after death, corrupts. You'll re- listen, you're made out of the dust of the ground, as am I. And one of these days, if death comes, our body will go the way that it came. We will return to the dust of the ground. So these individuals are asking Paul a question. We're going to look at it today in verse 35. Here's what, he, here's what they ask. But some man will say, how are the dead raised up? And with what body do they come? So here's the question. How is this going to happen, Paul, if there's a resurrection? And if it happens, what's it going to look like? Verse 36, thou fool... And Paul's being very stout, is he not? That thou sowest is not. Qu- here's what he said. Let me get, let me get the entirety of the verse. My Bible turns a page halfway through the verse. Let me, I want you to see it. Thou fool, that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die. And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be. right? But bare grain it made chance of wheat or of some other grain. So Paul is using the physical illustration to present the spiritual truth. And God does this all throughout nature to teach us about resurrection, sunrise, sunset, fall, winter, spring, all these different things speak of resurrection. But Paul specifically now is talking about sowing seed. And we know this. If you've ever had a garden, we grew up with gardens and had grandparents that had a large garden, but we know what it is to till the ground and run the plow through it let the blade turn the soil over, and uh, get the impediments out, and then go out there with seed. Now, the seed that you sow, even you might buy packets of seed even. The seed might have a picture on the packet of what it will be, a tomato on the packet, a cucumber on the packet, uh, maybe there's some uh, beans on the packet, and you say, well, that's what it's going to be, but you open up the packet, and that's not what it is now. You look at it now, it doesn't look like the picture on the front of the packet the seed looks different than the fruit that comes forth. So you take that seed, that little bitty seed, you sow it into the ground. You bury it. You cover it with dirt. That seed there in the dirt over time, the rain falls, the sun warms the soil. God gives it grace to grow. God blesses that. That seed begins to spring forth roots downward and then shoots upward. And after some time, resurrection, that seed breaks forth from that earth. And when that seed comes forth, it does not come out the way that it went in. It does not look the same. It is different. That uh, little seedling is now sprouting into something greater. That seed is now turning into a tomato plant. It's now shooting out into beans and et cetera, et cetera, and on and on it goes. So Paul's saying, you see this in nature, fellas. You're having a hard time imagining that God can do this. But can I say, if God can do it with a seed, God can do it with a person, with a body. And that Individual that dies in the Lord, you plant their body in the grave, right? There we know that uh, they're not there in the grave, but their body is. But one of these days at the resurrection, that body will be resurrected—a glorified body, not the same body that was sown. It was sown in corruption, and we'll talk about that in a minute. It'll be raised, thank God, in incorruption. All right, verse number thirty-eight. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased Him, and to every seed His own body. So they're all unique. Verse thirty-nine. All. Flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, another flesh of beasts, another of fishes, and another of birds. There are also celestial bodies and bodies terrestrial, but the glory of the celestial is one, and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun, and another glory of the moon, and another glory of the stars, for one star differeth from another star in glory. So also... Here's the application is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption, it is raised in in corruption. What a great truth that is. There's an analogy that has been made. So just as you see different forms of nature, plants, animals, whatever, uh, the heavenly bodies of stars and planets or the human body, there is a physical body and there's a spiritual body. They're just as different as the moon is from the body of a cat or a dog it's just their different bodies all right so he is saying it is sown in corruption it is raised in incorruption our physical bodies are sown in cor- the corruption of death because of sin romans 5 12 and just like you plant the seed that physical body is planted but thank god like the seed the physical bodies of god's people will be raised in an incorruptible body well our time has gone i hate that i'd like to continue on a body a resurrection body made like under our lord jesus christ there's a lot of things that don't resurrect thank god on that day and maybe we'll talk about that next broadcast but until then pray with me for revival thank you for joining us today for striving for revival with justin cooper assistant pastor at north valley baptist church in santa clara california listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival